Marketing Unplugged, Madagascar Vanilla. Recently, we dined at a local bistro, a casual spot that falls comfortably between family dining and fine dining. Very straightforward entrees, grilled rosemary chicken, grilled salmon, various pasta dishes. But I was confused by the description of the creme brulee on the dessert menu. Creamy Madagascar vanilla bean topped with a layer of caramelized sugar. I know what creme brulee is, and have always valued its crusty sugar giving way to its cool, creamy mouthfeel, but I was utterly perplexed by the Madagascar vanilla. What was I supposed to do with this additional information? Have I inadvertently been consuming crap vanilla my entire life? Was my palate even sophisticated enough to detect the musty flavor of Madagascar wafting in from the Indian Ocean? Should I be concerned that I am violating the principles of a locavore? Oh, wait a minute, I thought. Maybe Madagascar vanilla is just a marketing ploy. Once home, I rushed to consult the all-purpose answer machine, Wikipedia, and discovered that the most common source of vanilla is... Ta-da! Madagascar. So Madagascar vanilla is nothing more than the restaurant's feeble attempt to spice up the menu by adding an exotic birthplace to the commodity of vanilla. Beyond my pleasure at busting this pretentious description, I found myself fascinated by the related issue of menu psychology. Basically, a menu is nothing more than an ad with two purposes. When posted in the restaurant window, it should lure diners through the door, and then once asses are in seats, the menu should ideally guide them to order the item with the highest profit margin. A decoy strategy is to include a very high-priced option that will make everything else look cheap in comparison. At a meal at a more downscale family restaurant, I spotted a sure decoy. Steak Classique was listed at $32, the price larger and in bolder type, far exceeding the other modest entrees. If I want a steak, I go to a fancy steakhouse and not an upscale burger joint. But I think this higher price provided a comfort level in ordering the overpriced hamburger. Menu psychology has risen to the level of academia and has spawned the job niche of menu engineer. In 2002, researcher Wansick and colleagues authored a frequently cited paper titled How Descriptive Menu Labels Influence Attitudes and Repatronage. The authors added descriptions to basic menus. There are four general categories. Geographical, like my Madagascar vanilla, but also food styles like Cajun or Tex-Mex. Sensory, for example, savory, succulent, indulgent. Nostalgia, i.e. grandma's own, and preparation, such as handcrafted, slowly steamed, hand-carved. The added descriptions increased sales by 27% and improved diners' attitudes. Descriptive menus have taken off since then. Certainly there have been times when I have suppressed giggles as the server reels off every last ingredient, including each flake of kale or stray anise seed. I took another look at the bistro menu with these strategies in mind. Clearly, the restaurant had embraced the concept of descriptive menus. There were no unadorned nouns. All had further descriptions calling on sensory, nostalgia, and of course geographical adjectives. 
The panna cotta came with a macerated berry sauce. The tiramisu was succulent. The chocolate sauce was drizzled. The bread pudding was a comforting classic. However, as a newly minted menu engineer, I would suggest a few minor revisions. The bread pudding was also described as oven warmed, which immediately set off alarms. Yes, I implicitly knew that the pudding had been prepared beforehand, but now the menu forced me to acknowledge that it could have been cooked days ago or even frozen from Costco and was being rehabbed for dessert. The only positive message from this description was that the restaurant still valued the homey oven over the convenience of a microwave. And then there was the chocolate fondant, described as high-quality dark chocolate. This attribute of quality falls outside the standard sensory descriptions of chocolate as indulgent, decadent, or death by chocolate. A restaurant should not need to reassure its diners of the quality of the ingredients. In fact, high quality reminded me of Richard Nixon's blunder in insisting, I am not a crook, which only led people to believe that he was, in fact, a crook. I took a pass on dessert.